Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh, and in this video, I'm going to talk about six ways that you can guard against satanic or Satan's devices. This video is important. It dropped in my spirit from God today. I was minding my business, and uh, the Holy Spirit said, I need you to speak on these devices today, and so that's what I'm going to do. But for those who's watching for the very first time, my name is Coach Josh, also known as, hold on, my name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life. After watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. I like what he's giving. Make sure you go to subscribe. I would love to have you a part of my community here online. And I would love to serve you and coach you through this life. But for those who's been rocking me for a mighty long time, whether you've been watching for 13 years when I started, or you've been watching three minutes ago, or have been subscribed however long ago, I want to say thank you all so much for your support. However y'all support it, whether it's through sharing, comments, liking, generosity, however y'all do it, I want to say thank you all so much. But if you're watching this video right now, you're like, yo, I think it's going to be a very important topic for someone. Make sure you share this video. And also make sure you like it as well. But also those who's watching me live, come on into the chat feed, engage with me, and let's dial. Let's get right into my main point. Or let's get to some scriptures first. Um, Ephesians 6.12 is a normal scripture that we know when it comes to Satan and whatnot. And so what we do is, let's read the scripture here. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual force of evil in heavenly places. First Peter 5 eight says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Also, Second Corinthians 2 talks about, and I forgot to post it here. Uh, it says that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. And my goal with today's video is to make sure that you're not, that you're not uh, opening yourself up for oppression, opening yourself up for demonic spirits, opening yourself up for any type of demonic influence as calls that will lead you into a place of destruction. Let's get to some more points here because I have a lot of points to cover in a short amount of time. Let's get to the next slide. Now, what is an open door? All right, we're going to get into that. But let's first, I have a question for you. Who or what has access to you? Who or what has access to you? Let's get to the problem. Many people are too open. Their openness is leading to them being oppressed. Many people are too open. Their openness is leading them to being oppressed. The problem in our world today is very simple. We are too open as a culture. Many of us are so ignorant of Satan's devices that we are open in ways that we uh, 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 haven't thought that we have been open to. A lot of us are open through what we listen to. We're opening ourselves up through what we watch. We are open and our openness is leading to oppression. And, and if if this scripture has any weight now, it has. if it had any weight then, it definitely has weight now. How many people in our world today are ignorant of Satan's devices or how many of us go a step further are ignorant of to who they are in Christ? Our knowledge of who we are in Christ will determine how much um, we are aware of the satanic traps and, and uh, um, schemes that are around us every day. My question is, do you know who you are in God? Do you know what kind of world you live in? Do you understand um, the, the different tentacles that are that are attaching themselves to our minds, trying to control us in this life? That's why my goal in this video is to help you better understand the world that you live in, to better understand who um, Christ is and the freedom and liberty and dominion that you have through him. Let's get some more points. So my question is this, who or what has access to you? And my problem was this, many people are too open their openness is leading them to being oppressed. Now, what is an open door? 
An open door is this, is welcoming. A person who has an open door is someone who is welcoming or inviting. Also, definition of open door is discovery and investigation. So basically, open door is a person who is in an area welcoming. A person in an area who is inviting. A person who is open to discovery. And a person who is open to investigation. These open doors, these type of traits are dangerous in a life of a person who is not aware or who is oblivious to who they are. Because if a person has an open door and their hearts are open and their lives are open and they're welcoming and inviting or they're curious in discovery or they're investigative, then they will set themselves up to be trapped. The devil loves individuals who are always welcoming. God wants us to be watchers. The Bible says, watch and pray, lest you too fall into temptation. But so many of us, we're just so open. We're just so tolerant. We're just so available. We're just too accessible through our social media devices, through our social gatherings. And what happens is due to our vulnerability and due to our insecurities, we are welcoming individuals who, who have in them demonic oppressive spirits, or we're inviting through the music that we listen to, through the movies that we watch, demonic oppression, demonic ideologies that creeps in the minds of individuals that opens their hearts up for actual demonic spirits to occupy and to oppress them. My question to you is, are you too welcoming? Are you too inviting? Are you an individual that's too curious and you're looking for uh, areas to discover or investigate? Now, a closed door is this. A closed door is, uh, let's give some words that go with it, rejection. A closed door is protection. Closed doors uh, allow secrecy, exclusion. And sometimes a closed door can lead to imprisonment. Right. So both of these can be both negative and positive. And what is the issue is, is that we are one of two extremes for the most part. Either we're too open or we're too closed. The goal in life is not to be so hard hearted or so closed off that none of the good things of God or the good individuals of God can come in our lives and help us with accountability, with assistance, etc. Nor should we be so open that we allow any and everybody, any and everything into our lives to destroy it. So my question as we, oh, not my question, but the thoughts that I want you to process as we navigate this is, are you too welcoming, too inviting, too, too caught up in discovery or investigation? Or are you at the other extreme where you're dealing with rejection, that rejection calls you to close the door? Because sometimes when you close the door, you'll close a demon in it. So many people got so many closed doors and a demonic tactic is this. How can I either get you so open that you will welcome anyone or anything and in welcoming those different things, the spirits that's connected to them is now having access to you, to your mind, to shifting of your mindset, hindering the renewal process of your mind, keeping you from being who you need to be in time. Or how can I get you so closed off and close that spirit of rejection in you, close that spirit of unforgiveness in you, close that spirit of pride in you, so that thing can now reside in you, right? So let's keep thinking about that as we go through some of these points. Now, next thing, doors. Doors by definition or doors give the ideology or gives the idea of communication and and, and connection. So right now, the door that's in my room right now, Either it opens for me to have communication with my wife. So if I have my door closed, it's as if I'm subconsciously blocking off communication. Also, an open door or a closed door would determine connection. If I all if I keep this door closed and this is my room and, and I don't leave it, that will close off communication and it will close off connection to my wife. 
or my doorways, if I keep them open, right? If I keep my door open, like let's say my front door. Now, the good thing about life is treat yourself like a house. See, I'm not going to position myself in a house with no doors. Doors are important. See, my goal as a person, as a husband, is to keep all doors in the house open, but keep the front and back doors closed when necessary or when when needed. See, see, when it comes to the people that God brings into your life, there's nothing wrong with opening the inner doors in you to others, right? Those people who have been cleared to be in your life, those different things that have been cleared to be in your life. But the issue is we have a bunch of open doors or closed doors on the inside, but open doors on the outside. So what happens is we're closed off on the inside from anything that God will love to get into our lives or allow the Holy Spirit to gain access to. But we keep the outside doors open. So what happens is we're so closed off on the inside to the things of God, but so open in our interest and exit to the things of this world. So let's get some doorways. Doorways are your eyes, ears, embraces, and estimates. These are particular doorways. One of your doorways are your eyes. The Bible says your eyes is the window to the soul. The eyes, your eyes will tell you a lot about uh, uh, what's going on in, in someone else's life or someone looking through your eyes can say a lot about what's going on in your life. So your eyes is a doorway. That's why we have to have covenant eyes. I have to make a covenant with my eyes not to allow myself through my my eye gate to welcome different things. That's why me and my brother Jeff, we talked about how we'll go to Hilton Head. We'll go to a beach in Hilton Head. We'll go to a beach maybe in um in Charleston, South Carolina. But Jeff and I as husband, we're not going to go to Miami Beach. That's too much bouncing around in Miami Beach. There's no need for me to go there. I have to make sure my eyes are covenant. There are certain gyms in my city that I would not go to. I'm going to go to gyms where I know um, there's going to be less likely for certain things to be to be seen. That's just wisdom. It's not an indicative of, oh, my heart is so lustful and I got, no, no, no. It's called even when you are in a place of love, even if you are in a place of protection, even if you're in a place of growth and maturity, you stay on guard. And you make sure that you don't allow these ear gates, eye gates to be frequent in areas where you would be more susceptible to temptation. Now, don't get me wrong. Can't, can't somebody go into a grocery store with leggings on? You better believe it. People do that. But I, I, grocery store is a 20 minute to 30 minute max uh, um, engagement thing or whatever. I'm not going to sit there and follow the young lady down every aisle. That's too much. But when you're going to places intentionally where you know then you'll find yourself affected through your eyes. So the devil loves attacking us through our eyes. He knows how can I get you to look on things? One of the three things that we see in 1 John 2, 15, it says, love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man or woman loves the world, the love of the father is not in. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye. You saw this in Eve. The Bible says when she looked at the fruit and saw that it was good for fruit, for food, lust of the flesh. And it was, an, uh, it was good to the eye, lust of the eye. The devil knows how can I build up inside of you overbearing desires that they boil. There's nothing wrong with having desires, but lust is an overbearing desire for one thing or a thing. And when you begin to have overbearing desire in regards to lust in your heart, then when you actually come into a place, your eyes as a magnet will latch on to what's already been loosed in your heart. <clears throat> Let's keep going. So your eyes 
are a doorway. Your ears are a doorway. The enemy knows how can I get through individuals and get to their soul through their eyes and through their ears? How can I get them create devices? That's why the Bible says we are not ignorant, imposing or implying that we should be at a place where we're no longer ignorant of Satan's devices. Satan's ultimate objective is to steal, kill and destroy and the issue is we act as if Satan is not running dominantly. We're acting. We're not even saying Satan. We're talking about his organized system and kingdom. See, there are demons. There are individuals. There are uh, uh, groups that are associated with a satanic uh, culture and a satanic cause. And their goal <clears throat> and their goal is to cause individuals to not be effective in this life and to be a uh, 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 defects where they do not work in accordance to God's purpose. And the issue in our world today is that we are becoming more and more ignorant to his devices and we are welcoming these devices or devices through our devices to affect us as the ultimate device. We are the most intelligent device ever created. We are better than every iPhone. We are better than any device ever made. We, we, The enemy is endeavoring through technology or technology can't even come to grasp to us as a technology. And his goal is to use these different devices from internet, from phones, from people, from ideals, from uh, um, communities, from all these different uh, uh, groups or items to cause us to be ineffective as a device. And he does that through music. He does it through people's opinions. He does it in many ways. Another doorway is through embraces. The Bible talks about don't awaken love before his time. Another doorway is through our largest organ, which is our skin. He wants to create doorways through sexual touch, through physical, uh, through abusive touch, any kind of touch to create a doorway. A doorway when, when a child is going through any type of uh, sexual abuse, that child is now wired prematurely or early on to be open to and uh, to be open or pushed into different forms of perversion and perverted lifestyles or or overly over obsession with touch. Because when someone or something or, when, or let's get someone when someone is touched prematurely, then some kind of way that opens up a door for a demonic spirit to get into a child through in a child's formative years to get them wired for touch again. Because as a child, a child is wanting touch. And if they're touched prematurely at a young age, they're going to desire to be touched or the door has been open for perversion. Or physical abuse. Now, uh, uh, people are uh, uh, are um, glitching, or not glitching, but people are 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 flinching <laughs> when 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 anyone even throws an arm their way, accidentally or intentionally, because of physical abuse. So those different types of embraces opens a, a, a doorway or a portal into our soul. The enemy is looking for any access to the soul especially utilizing the cravings of the flesh <clears throat> to attach to something that that individual lusts or needs due to basic human uh, um, um, growth and desires, right? Let's continue. Also, another doorway is through estimates. I had to find another word for thoughts, but also estimates. Another doorway is through uh, estimates. Thinking, estimating, guessing, um, just processing mentally. Um, one of his greatest tactics or devices is utilizing thoughts. How can I utilize thoughts to get into the mind of an individual and blind the individual? How can I use thoughts to get a person so rooted on things on this earth they don't think on things are above? So again, 
an open door is, or when a person has an open door, these individuals are welcoming, inviting, or in discovery or investigative mode. A closed door is rejection, can, uh, can mean rejection, protection, secrecy, exclusion, or imprisonment. Doors is, is access to communication and connection and the different types of doorways, our eyes, our eyes, our ears, embraces and estimates. Here we go. Satan's goal is entanglements, cycles and unforgiveness. That is a devil's goal. How can I get us? How can I get individuals entangled in entertainment, entangled in isolation, entangled in their emotional needs? Also, how can I get them in cycles of perversion, cycles where the churches are not even built strong enough for even helping people to be delivered out of these different cycles? We're so caught up on building congregations more than we are building the individual. So he wants us in cycles where he knows that society is not built well enough to help individuals to become free because everyone is distracted by making money or, 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 or all these different avenues. Right. Or he wants us in unforgiveness. Because he knows if I can get you unforgiveness, you won't get to heaven. Because the Bible says, um, um, oh, uh, if you don't forgive your brother, God won't forgive you, right? So these are things that we have to think about when it comes to open doors and what we and what we are allowing or who are we allowing to have access to us for demonic oppression, for demonic uh, interferences, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Let's continue. Next, next slide. Let's let me find it. Here we go. Now, satanic device. Let's get to some devices here. Devices, by definition, is a plan or scheme for affecting a purpose, a crafty scheme or trick. Devices, by definition, is a plan or scheme for affecting a purpose, a crafty scheme or trick. So I'm gonna give y'all some time to write that down. Devices by definition is a plan or scheme for affecting a purpose, a crafty scheme or trick. So satanic devices or Satan's devices are plans or schemes to affect one's purpose, a crafty scheme or trick. See, we have to understand that Satan is an intelligent being. Anybody who plays any sports knows that the moment you do not, uh, the moment you do not respect your opponent is the moment you you uh, set yourself up to be defeated by your opponent. It is always wise to respect your opponent. Notice I did not say reverence your opponent. I say respect your opponent, respect their abilities. We get so caught up in disrespect that we think that we are more than what we really are. Then we start fighting in our own strength, fighting in our own ability. But you got to respect your opponent. Any boxer knows that when you go into a ring, anybody has a puncher's chance. I, I am fully aware of Satan's capabilities. Not that I worship it, not that I investigate it, not that I overwhelm myself with the idea of his ability. I just know that I cannot be ignorant of his devices. I am fully aware of his capabilities. The issue is many of us do not understand the capabilities of this demonic and satanic world. And we wonder why we, we are so connected and so deceived that the point to the point to where the word of God says, God said, if I don't shorten the days, even my very elect will be deceived. He is crafty. He is intelligent. He knows how to craft up, not just him, but he has created a well-oiled system that knows how to plan. Do you not understand that demons watch you? 
They observe you. They know your faith level. They know your connection with God. They've seen your kind before. You see, they're not blind to your kind. They've known your kind. He know they know what kind of personality you have. They know exactly what type of thoughts uh, uh, you have. <clears throat> they fully understand and can observe and utilize your fractures from your family foundation. The fractures in your family foundation or the or the disease in the roots of your family tree, they know how to utilize that against you. And when you understand it, then you will take a little bit more time to be aware of how you should operate and navigate in this world, not ignorantly, but wisely. Because you know, if I'm gonna be honest with you, all of us right now have a plan or a scheme set up for us, a snare or a trap set for us. So either we are walking into a trap in a trap, coming out of a trap, or avoiding traps? Which one are you? Are you ignorantly about to fall into a trap? Are you currently in a trap? Are you, by the grace of God, exiting the trap? Or are you at a place where you are wise enough to avoid traps? Either way, the Bible says we must watch and pray lest we too fall into temptation. But most of us are unaware of just how organized this system is, and we're not guarded against it. That's why I can't listen to everything. I can't watch everything. I know my value. See, the issue is many of us do not understand our value in Christ. Many of us don't understand our dominance that we have through Christ. Many of us are ignorant to that, which leads to us being ignorant to Satan's devices. Ignorance is a long path. The reason why we're ignorant to Satan's devices is because we're ignorant of us as Christ's devices. When we understand who we are as a device to God and we understand that we are valuable to him, that he loves us, that 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 with him nothing can be above us, then we will begin to watch and look a little bit differently. I love when Gideon, God told Gideon, bring the troops that you have to the water. And he says, watch how they respond to water. He says, those who dip their face into the water are not fit to fight in the battle. But those who go to the water and bring the water to themselves while at the same time watching and observing for danger, those people are fit. The issue is all the devil has to do is bring us to seasons of refreshment, to bring us into places where we want to turn our own bread, our own stone to bread. The issue with that is, our flesh is such in a craving state that we have allowed our flesh to be so dominant that we're turning the stone seasons into bread. When that stone was meant uh, um, to eliminate everything that's not right in you, but we said, instead of these stones, I'm gonna go try to make bread for myself. And in doing that, you go into a place of refreshment and you bow down and worship it because that's what you feel like you need. But those who are wise soldiers are individuals that know how to dip the water, hand in the water and bring it to themselves and know how to, at the same time, refreshing and enjoying this life, they keep their head on a swivel. But when you don't understand that there are plans, plots, and schemes set for you, then you won't be able to guard against anything. If you don't know who you are in Christ and the dominion that you're supposed to walk in and the righteousness that's been imputed on you that puts you in right standing with God, that also makes you an heir and joint heir with Christ, that positions you to walk, uh, that, that enables you and emboldens you to walk with authority, then you're going to be falling into traps, being in traps, coming out of traps fall, just to fall into another one. That's in the life that we want to live. So Satan and devices are a plan or scheme for affecting a purpose. The enemy, for those who are saved, can care less about your salvation. The devil can care less about your salvation. He cares about what you do with it. He cares about one or two things. He says, I'm going to try to keep as many people from getting saved, and I'm going to keep as many people from in, uh, utilizing their salvation appropriately.
So his scheme against saved believers is to cause you to be stagnant, to cause you to be a shallow swimmer, to not desire to do things of God. He wants you just to rest in the fact that you're saved, but not to do not anything with that salvation. So there's plots and schemes for every individual utilizing the different doorways, utilizing the different experiences, utilizing the different uh, uh, societal norms and influences to get you so discombobulated that you're not able to succeed. So devices, by definition, is a plan. We're not talking about just a, a, a just a little random. We're talking about a well thought through plan, a plan that has your mom in mind, a plan that utilizes your father, a plan that utilizes the generations beyond you. And you wonder why you stand and act just like your dad. You talk and move just like your mom because he knows that all I got to do is keep the doorways open through your mom and dad to pass through you so that you can pass through your doorways into your children, towards your children and your children's children, passing generational curses through individuals called to be disease in the roots of your tree affecting the fruit that you bear as a family. This thing is deep. This thing is dense. This thing is well drawn out. And if we're not out, we'll be drawn out or drawn away from our purpose. It's a thorough plan. Utilizing your lust. The Bible says uh, when you tempted, don't say you tempted by God for God doesn't tempt any man with evil. But each one of us are tempted or drawn away by our own lust. The enemy is a great tailor. He knows how to tailor suits custom to you, custom to your life experiences. There are suits that he passed down and alternates and alters and, and, um, and makes it tailored to you because he knows if I can fit this on you, you'll feel snug in it. You'll feel love in it. And next thing you know, you won't, you won't, you won't survive with it. Now, what opens doors to Satan's devices? What opens doors to Satan's devices? Number one, trust. We trust too easily. The best way it is to utilize our vulnerability to trust easily. How can I make you as vulnerable as possible? How can I make you so discontent with the personhood and the presence of God to the point to where you need a king like Israel asked? They didn't want a theocracy. They wanted a king. And the issue is we don't want God. We don't want to have ourselves sustained by God. So we start asking for a king. We start asking for husbands, start asking for wives, start demanding friends and demanding a success. We start demanding these different things, not trusting God's timing. Therefore, when we don't trust God's timing, we start trusting in our own ability and start trusting in other people, which then is a tactic or used to open doors. If I can get you to a place where your mom and dad never affirmed you, where your parents never uh, uh, made you feel or understand your value in God, then you start going through your teenage years. You start going through your teenage years trusting uh, uh, individuals, trusting men and trusting young women, young women and young men who don't even have the capability to even be able to uh, to balance, ba uh, balance and manage the heart of another person. And so what he does is he start putting you into a place where you start trusting your own decision making. Listen, I don't trust my decision making. I, I, I don't care if I even know what to do in my own mind, in my own strength. I still channel my decision making, especially when it comes to major decisions through Christ, through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, this is what you want me to do. If not, I'm not running that way. And the issue is we're just too trusting. And that trust opens up a door that because we lack all these different things, love, affirmation, care, whatever, we start going into these different chapters in our lives, trusting too easily. And those things open doors. Another thing that opens doors to satanic devices, trauma, traumatic experiences. I was talking to a young lady today. We're just talking to people throughout this week. And the narrative 
or the constant theme was uh, what happened to kids during their formative years. And a lot of kids do not understand because uh, the devil knows the enemy and his and his and his uh, entities and his uh, 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 spirits. They don't fight fair. They try to hit you as soon as possible, as early as possible, even in the womb. They know they, it has been scientifically proven that kids can feel can feel rejection in their mother's womb as they're developing. When God is forming, when a child is being formed in the mother's womb, the mother and father has to even at that point make sure that they're giving love to that child because rejection can be felt in the womb. And what happens when a child is not wanted by the father while it's being developed or the mama is questioning abortion or not while the child is in the in the womb, all of a sudden that rejection is in there. The enemy is trying to get into the womb. He wants you from the womb to the tomb. So therefore he says the best way to get you to get you uh, uh, to the tomb is to affect you in the womb or not too far from the womb. And so what happens is they say a child's personality is developed by the age of six. Now, that's six years for a child to be affected by multiple different traumatic experiences. Those traumatic experiences, when it happens to a child and has happened to a lot of adults, is that about time you get to eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, seventh grade, 26, 27, it starts sprouting up out of nowhere attitude issues, all these different things start sprouting up. And since our churches are not well built anymore, there's nobody in the in the business of deliverance or healing anymore. So these people are now being sent to therapy, which is nothing wrong with therapy to a degree. But now we have made therapy over theocracy. And now instead of, uh, since the church don't know how to deliver people and, and help people through mental stuff or whatever, now people are going to these different chambers that could be perverted. Because like churches have been perverted causing people to be taking pills and, and all these different things. And they wonder why they're not successful because the devil knows all I got to do is make sure you feel one of these different things, a uh, rejection, abandonment, or abuse. If I can make you find these three things, you may not find your proper use. And then you will go from one abuse to another abuse to another abuse. And that traumatic experience starts sprouting up. And we wonder why we're not able to uh, occupy the different things that we want in life is because we are not aware or even know how to treat those traumatic experiences that we have faced. The issue is we as a community, we want to treat symptoms. Hospitals treat symptoms. Churches treat symptoms. Hospital says, oh, you dealing with this? So I'm going to give you this. Oh, you dealing with that? Let's give you a pill. They don't, they don't care about you being healed. They want to give you a pill and keep you addicted to them, right? The church do the same thing. I just want to give you a, a pill-sized sermonettes, sermons that don't have no understanding of deliverance. How can I get a person to walk in who they are in Christ or even get them to be aware of it? And so since we only treat symptoms but never treat the source, the devil can have people from the womb to the tomb. Trauma. None of the triggers. The devil knows that if I can get you to trust early and then traumatic experience occur, then I can have you so imprisoned by triggers because he knows if you never deal with the root issues that you are facing in life, then all I got to do is bring another man to trigger you. At the moment you even look at a woman, you triggered. At the moment you even look at a man, you triggered. No matter what, you're triggered and it opens a door. Because we haven't tamed our flesh. We haven't annihilated our flesh. We haven't allowed our uh, spirit man to be developed. <clears throat> Since we're so affected and tainted by this world and haven't been traumatically delivered, then all of a sudden we're easily triggered. That all of a sudden you can't even walk into a grocery store without falling, being triggered into lust. You can't even walk into a situation without being triggered and thinking that's your husband. Easily triggered. 
That's right, Susan. That is correct. God still and always was specialized in deliverance. It was one third of Jesus' ministry, and you don't even see it no more anymore. Right? So they want you to be in such a, a tempted state that you're easily triggered. How can I taint your soul with all these uh, uh, worldly and carnal and satanic things that taint your soul, that taint your mind, that taint your emotions? They want to taint those different things with carnality so that when you go out into the world, you easily triggered. And now blessed are rushing from this one to the next one to the other one. And all of a sudden now you're triggered because now your friend is getting married and you're not. So you're triggered. And now you're going back, back to your traumatic space and no one's going to God. Another thing that uh, another way to say uh, our doors are open for Satan devices, temptations. We talked about that temptations that are tailored to you due to what's tainted in you. Also, what triggers satanic devices, thoughts. All you got to do is how can I plant that seed of thought in your mind? How can I plant that thought in your mind to get you thinking another way? Did God really say? You won't surely die. That's what thoughts I was planting in Eve's mind. Did God really say? The devil's number one thing to do to you as a believer, if you're a believer, is to make you question God. And since we don't know God, we entertain the questions against God because we don't know him enough. And the devil knows that it takes time to understand somebody. I just can't meet my, I just, it, me and my wife didn't meet one day and then got married on the second day. No, we needed time to get to know each other. And the issue is <clears throat> we treat our relationships like social media. Everything's quick. No, no, no. We want to make sure things are legit. We want to take time to make sure that this thing is right. The same as with God. So we entertain questions against God because we question God and don't even know who God is. Did, the first thing you said to Eve, did God really say? Then the next phrase is not a question, but a phrase you won't surely die. The, the moment you hear surely lets you know that there will be death. Surely means you won't surely die, but there's but there is some death in this equation. So what causes us to be uh, 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 open doors thought? So now when we start thinking on these certain thought patterns, now we start opening ourselves up to diseases. Now we start opening ourselves up to mental illnesses. Now we start opening ourselves up for demonic spirits to capitalize on thoughts because a man, <clears throat> you are what you think. As a man or woman thinketh in their heart, so are they. You are what you think. You have what you think. This is a powerful muscle. And the devil knows all I got to get you doing is entertain a thought that I placed in your mind, allow you to make a choice in thinking to fertilize and to nurture that thought, allow that thought to grow in you and develop thought patterns. And as you begin to develop thought patterns, you start developing talk patterns, and then you start having what you say. The devil knows he's, he's a lawyer. He, he, if, 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 he, if, he, if he was anything on this earth, he'll probably be a, the best lawyer. Demons are lawyers. What they do is they started looking at the fine print. They start saying that God really say they start they start treating you and, and start investigating you. And they start angling certain questions against you to get you to fall. They know exactly what to say. They know exactly how to get you to bend. They know exactly how to cause you to find the end. They know exactly what they're doing. And they trigger through thoughts. Also, they trigger you through thoughts, thought, uh, talks. <laughs> and back to thoughts. They're, they're very legal. They know exactly what they can or cannot do. The devil has been robbed by Jesus of all power. The only power that devil has is the power you give him. He, Jesus took the, uh, the sting of death. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He took it. So the devil can't, the devil can't do anything. All he can do. See, the issue is this. 
in the garden, the devil had no power. What he did was he suggested Adam and Eve to relinquish their power. After Christ, Christ now opened us up to a new Eden, opened us to a place of peace to be with him, right? And to walk with him. He has no power, but what does he do? He goes back to his original trick. His original trick is, did God really say, you won't surely die if you do this with her. You won't. It ain't nothing, man. God loves you. This is the biggest trick. God loves you. God forgive. That's true. But in the exaggerated truth in the way he presents it, God loves you. Don't get me wrong. God, 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 God forgives you. But what he doesn't tell you is that God will forgive you of your sins, but he doesn't take away the consequences. So you out there and we out there enjoying these sins with this big boat of grace behind us, with this big mindset and, and perverted thought patterns about his grace, about his love, about his forgiveness, which are all fundamentally true. But when it has been falsified and it has been made into an extreme, it causes a lot of destruction in people's lives. And so what happens is now we start declaring out of our mouths because we think that we got all this grace and mercy behind us to do what the Bible says. Shall we continue in sin that grace abounds? The Bible says, God forbid. Right? So what they do is they love to get you into a certain thought pattern so that you can start having talk patterns that gives them legal right to come into your life. That's why I tell people, do not say my diabetes or I got hypertension. Stop identifying yourself with the diseases. That's his trick. The doctors tell you, you have the disease. Then all of a sudden you start identifying yourself with diseases and these diseases have long life in you. The issue is they know that if you say, why you think our culture is so negative with our words? Oh, that made me weak. Oh, I'm dead. Your body don't, your mind, your essence don't know if you plan or not. They take those words literally. And then you will be surprised if there was a microscope on the on the cells of your life, on the cells in your body, just how much your words affect cells. We did this activity before. I did it with my kids in elementary, but, but I'm sure y'all have heard about this activity where they put two plants side by side. One had a sticker on it that said uh, kind words. Another one had another sticker with negative words. They say you don't even got to say. What's on that? If the word is on it, that thinking, the fact that that plant can feel that you can mentally read that thing on that person, that that plant, that plant that had the negative word on it dies. The one that had the positive words lived. They did a study where nobody even said nothing to the plants. The fact that it was written on them caused an effect in it. And if it can affect plants that way and they start dying over time or living a, a long time, what does it do to us? So the devil works in legalities. He knows, demons know that if you say it legally, I have the right to cause it to be in your life. That's why do not identify yourself with illnesses or identity or insecurities, etc. because you start giving legal right to these demons to affect devices into you. Another thing is our talks. We talked about that in worldly tentacles, music, movies, uh, friendships, ideals, perspectives, ambitions are all worldly tentacles grabbing at us to cause us to be distracted from God. Let's keep going for time's sake. Next point. Now, how to close or guard open doors? Now, how do we close and guard open doors? Give me one second, y'all. Let's keep going. Now, how to close 
or guard open doors. Now, here we go. The goal is this. The goal in our lives, the goal for God is this. God wants us to have balance, dominance, advancement, endurance, and abundance. God wants us to have balance, dominance, advancements, endurance, and abundance. Hold on. Give me one second, y'all. This is what God wants. He wants us to be balanced. He doesn't want us unequally yoked. He doesn't want us all over the place. He wants us balanced. He wants us at peace. He wants us to walk in dominance. He wants us to dominate our area of influence. He wants us to dominate. He also wants us to advance. He wants advancement. He wants generational wealth to be passed down. He wants generational mindsets to be passed down. He wants advancements. He also wants us to be endured and have endurance. He wants us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. He wants us to have endurance. He also wants us to have abundance. He said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. He wants us to be balanced individuals, dominant individuals, individuals that are advanced, individuals that can endure and are long-suffering, uh, um, people who are abundant because abundance leads to the advancement of God's kingdom, right? Let's keep going. He wants balance. He wants dominance. He wants advancement. He wants endurance and he wants abundance. Now, now, how do we get to this place of balance? How do we get to this place of dominance? How do we get to a place where we're always advancing in the things of God? Well, how do we get to a place where we are enduring and we have endurance and we're able to, to continue to go forward? How can we get into a place where we are operating in abundance? Number one, you must or we must embrace our significance in Christ and let it become our assurance. Number one, we must embrace our significance. That's how we close doors. Closing doors mean this. And make sure I make this plain. Closing doors in a person's life is where we close the doors of our hearts. In those places where we have unforgiveness, we close that door. The issue is many people are looking for closure. Let the closed door be your closure. The reason why many of us are not balanced or advancing or have endurance or are not in a place of abundance is because we're looking from closure from people who slam the doors in our lives. God wants to be your closure. God wants you to say, hey, don't worry about whether or not that person is going to come back. Don't overindulge yourself into thinking whether or not this is for you or not. Don't worry about that. I am your closure. Let that situation be the closed door. God, sometimes, why you think Noah, why you think God didn't allow Noah to close the door? Because Noah might have been nice when he heard the screams. The Bible says God closed the door and sealed it to the ark. Why? Because God says, I am the judge. Because Noah may not have been a good judge at the time. Maybe Noah would have been like, well, oh man, I remember when she came by the ark. She's a nice young lady. Let me let her in. And what would have been the issue is Noah would have begun to let people in who would have started eating some of the animals. We might not even have turkeys by now. We probably wouldn't even have a, 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 a bison now. 
We all like bison burgers. We might not even have some of these animals if if Noah would have opened the door for these individuals who God didn't see fit to be sealed. That's why God closes doors. You allow God through his Holy Spirit to close those inner doors in you and then close or put guards on your outer doors so that people won't come in. Because that's the reason why God starts closing chapters and closing doors to friendships and people. Why? Because he knows that we may be too nice. That's why God allowed that person to be moved all the way over there and removed so far in your life, married with kids, and to make it where it's impossible for you to even get back with him, for you to even be around them or to be around her, etc. Because he knows if I close the door, you can't open it through your niceness. That's why I'm so glad God closed doors. Close that door uh, 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 of, of resentment towards, towards anybody. I have to let him close that door. I don't need that door to be open. I need to have that to be closed, sealed. No longer can the devil open that door and utilize those things anymore because it's empty. It's been cleaned out and that door has been closed. As a memorial, as for me to remember the faithfulness of God, those uh, uh, with open doors uh, to guard those open doors and say, I, it's nothing wrong with opening the door uh, for individuals to come in your life to, for different access level points. Nothing wrong with that. But you got to love yourself so much and value yourself so much that you actually guard against anyone coming in. Listen, uh, um, 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 there's a difference between um, um, Whole Foods, because I was there today, it's different between Whole Foods, the grocery store. And Whole Foods, the uh, uh, what's the place? Um, headquarters. Whole Foods, the store. I can go in. No problem. I can go in. Whoop. Oh man, in and out. But I just can't walk up to Whole Foods headquarters. Whole Foods headquarters in the grocery store. Whole Foods headquarters. I just can't walk into the CEO's office. I don't got that kind of clearance. So, but but that place have doors. But the doors have different clearance and checkpoints. That's the thing about life. God wants us to be in such a place where we are so secure in who we are as a corporation, as an LLC, as a subsidiary company of a kingdom LLC, heaven LLC, subsidiary companies, epistles walking through this earth as entities and, and, and uh, different things like that to provide um, healing and whatever. He wants us to be so valued that we say, you know what, you don't have clearance. I'm sorry. I, um, you're, you haven't been cleared by God to be with me. You haven't been cleared by God to be a friend of me. You haven't been cleared. So these doors are closed off. You have to have certain badges and clearances. But the issue is we treat ourselves like grocery stores and just let people come in and, and, and in and out just because. But we have to embrace our significance and let it become our assurance. We got to embrace that we are significant in Christ. My significance comes from him. I am valuable. I am valued. I am loved. I'm a son of God. You a daughter of God or a son of God. You're going to always have open doors when you don't know your significance. When you don't know that you're significant, you start opening your doors. You through with it when since you don't know you're significant. But when you know that you are significant, that you are valued, that you are loved, oh, you, tr you, you, you treat yourself differently. You carry yourself differently. You move differently. You see what I'm saying? Because you know you're significant. The reason why I can't let just anybody in my life, I know my significance. The reason why I got to guard myself on every end, even from what I eat. Oh, that's another uh, uh, another one I missed was eating was another um, uh, uh, doorway through our mouths. How he can get sicknesses in us by us eating bad. Nothing wrong with having a treat meal. I don't call them cheat meal. I call them treat meals now. Nothing wrong with having a treat meal. Right. Um, 
But 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 you got to make sure that that these foods are beneficial to you. And not just the benefit to your taste buds. So that's another uh, doorway that he uses is through eating. But but where am I at? Oh, significance. When I know that I'm significant to God and, and my value comes from him, I don't, let, I don't let everybody access to me. It's very hard for the devil to come in. Uh, uh, he can't just bring in certain ticking time bomb devices. Most of the people that's around you right now is a, is a, is a walking time uh, ticking bomb. They're a walking bomb. Right. And all they do is that guy was only in your life for two and a half years on purpose. The devil said, we're going to make him think he's in love with her. We're going to make her think that she's in love with him. And what's going to happen is in two years, I'm going to flick the switch in his eyes. and He ain't going to love her anymore. And he's going to walk out causing even more issues. So most of the people, that's why I ask yourself, who sent them? Who sent you? Because whoever's been sitting in your life probably has a time take, has a ticking time on them. And what's going on with them is they're ticking, they're ticking, they're ticking, they're ticking. And when their time is up, you're like, where did that person go? How did they just, was in, they were just in love with me yesterday and now they threw me today. No, their time was up. The devil had you so attached. He said, okay, now I got her. Now I got him. She's too attached. He's too attached. Let's move, let's, let's detach. So that you can fall into a place of depression because you built your life on them. You built your fantasy on them. And now when they're gone, you catapult it. You're done. So embrace your significance and let that become your assurance. You're going to need to be insured. Your assurance must come from your significance. Your assurance must come from your significance. Your assurance must come from your significance. So there's going to be times where you're not going to like yourself. There's going to be times where you're going to be like, whatever. And you got to remind yourself because the longer you start thinking about your lack of a significance and you start feeling insecure, feeling adequate, that's when they start creeping in. Then you start opening your door looking for acceptance. See, the issue is I'm already accepted, so I'm not looking for acceptance. I'm not looking for acceptance. The number one downfall of individuals right now is acceptance. Look at social media. You depressed or impressed based upon how many people like or share your content or like and share or like or comment on your post. If you get a thousand likes and a thousand comments, now you feel great. But let you get let you get one like or one heart and, and no comments. Now you feel all over the place. Acceptance due to uh, acceptance due to. Uh, um, just so much stuff is leading to a lot of people's downfall. And so the issue is, when you don't know you're significant in God, you're going to have a bunch of open doors looking for acceptance. When I know I'm accepted by God, I'm looking to be accepted. Because whoever you allow to be your source of acceptance, you will die from their rejection. Number two, you got to be led into repentance and let God's truth erase all ignorance. You got to be led into repentance. Thank you so much, Humble One, for your super chat. I really appreciate that. Thank y'all so much for y'all generosity. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Humble One. You got to be led into repentance because repentance is is the is 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 the byproduct of 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 knowledge. Repentance is the is a byproduct of knowledge. When I am aware that this thing is destroying me, I run to repentance. Repentance is a gift. Repentance is not something that's like, oh gosh, I got to go to repentance. <clears throat> that's not what that is, right? Um, and the issue is, so many of us, we're just, we're just ignorant of our sins. We're ignorant of Satan's devices and how they cause us to be uh, in sin. We're so ignorant of it 
that all of a sudden we don't even know what to repent for. And so we go to these altars over and over again, repenting and rededicating from, oh, I slept with someone, so I'm going to repent. Or I did this, I'm going to repent. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. But do you, maybe you have to go deeper into that sin. See, sin comes with friends. <laughs> see, 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 sin that you see ain't really the sin that you, that you, it's not really the sin that's the, the dominant one. The dominant demons come into our lives like this. They got friends too. Friends, demons got friends, sin got friends, right? So this is what demons do. Demons say, I'm, I'm the root demon of abandonment. I'm going to talk about myself. The root demon of abandonment came in my life because of what happened when I was young. I felt abandonment. My dad well, it was just me and my mom. I felt abandonment from friends. So abandonment was like, we got Josh with abandonment. Now, the root demon abandonment, what, who, who's his friends? His friends is lust. His friends are insecurities. His friends are selfish ambitions. Now, why? If a person struggles with abandonment, what they're going to do? Let me go and make money so nobody will leave. Also, let me let me be a person that wants to please. Let me get into lust because since no one's around, let me take care of myself sexually. Let me take care of myself lustfully. So abandonment opens these worlds to these different things. So for so many times, I thought I, I was attacking lust. I'm attacking pornography. I'm attacking lust. I'm attacking my selfish ambition and try to modify my behaviors. When God was like, no, forgive your dad. Repent from abandonment. And once that abandonment left, oh, huh, the other stuff left too. But see, we don't know that there's levels to these different things. And the devil wants you ignorant to it because he wants you to get in cycles and cycles of this because all you did was trim the branches. Not on those branches grow again. You're dealing with branches. You're dealing with fruit, but you're not dealing with roots. Right? So he don't want you to get into repentance. Repentance means to turn away. You turn away because of truth because when the sun sets free, it's free indeed. The truth sets you free. So when you come to truth and you come to the light, and you allow the light to expose you, then you become all right. Because now you begin to see the difference between what's wrong and what's right. And now you start flighting away from things that's not going to benefit you anymore. And then you walk into that freedom. And now your doors are closed because you're like, hey, the moment I notice something, I'm going to repent. And I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to erase the ignorance. I can no longer be ignorant. We Listen, either you're a soldier or a civilian. Civilians are lost. Civilians are unaware of the plans of the war. Civilians just know, hey, ain't no bombs dropped. Cool. But we don't know what's up the road. But a soldier says, no, 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 this ain't my home. Soldiers are a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? But the Bible says no soldier entangles him or herself in the affairs, in civilian affairs. For her or his life is to please the one that enlisted them, Right. So in order to close those negative doors and to and to guard those open doors, because I have to have an open door. I got open doors. I, 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 when, when kids need advice, I got open doors, but, I, but I'm not going to be too open and open myself up for something else or open my or open them up for something. So even in maturity, you got to be wise in how open you are. There's nothing wrong with being open. You just got to be smart with your openness. Right. Even when I, I'm going to tell you something about spiritual warfare tactics, when I meet people, I always give the dominant position. I don't know if they got a demon in them or not, but I let that demon know I'm taking the dominant position. So I don't shake my hand with my hand up under their hand. I shake their hand with my hand above their hand and I put my arm on their shoulder. I put my arm on their elbow to keep the dominant position. An open hand is like a portal. It's open. I'm open. That's why I don't hug everybody. That means my chest is open. See what I'm saying? So what I'm not saying is you can't hug nobody, but you can't hug everybody. 
So even with dominant, you got to make sure through spiritual tactics, I'm keeping in a dominant position. Hey, man, God bless you. Let note I'm closed. I'm not going to open myself. I'm not even going to give the physical uh, uh, um, look of openness for demonic transfer, right? So that's just a tactic right there for you to process later on. But you got to be led into repentance so that you can become free, so you can continue to turn away from different things that's, that's causing open doors. Repenting, turning away from friendship, turning away from relationships. And you got to let God's truth erase all ignorance because the Bible said the truth will set you free. That one will keep you closing doors that shouldn't be open and guarding those that you have to keep open. Next point, you got to determine importance. And before you give clearance, audit, audit credentials, right? Determine importance. Determine importance. This is my order of importance. God, me, my wife, and everybody else. God, number one. Because if I minister to him, if he's most important to me, then I become important to me. And when I'm important to me, I can delegate my importance to my wife and every other as y'all going to have, you know what? And then go beyond that. See what I'm saying? You got you to gotta determine your importance. What's most important? Heaven or this earth? Working on behalf of God here or not working for God, right? You got to determine importance. And before you give clearance, audit credentials. Before you give clearance to that friendship, audit credentials. Don't just, there's a difference between being a friend and being friendly. Nothing wrong with being friendly. Oh, no, man, nothing but love. But don't be friends and in love with everybody. You got to give clearance when it comes to access to your time, your body, your mind. Why would someone uh, um, 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 uh, buy? Why would someone be committed when they're getting the milk free? Why would someone be committed to you when they're getting, they getting benefits for free? I tell girls all the time and guys, too. I tell them, why, why, why do you expect them to, 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 to be committed to you when they have nothing to fight for? I told, I told, a, young, I told a young lady this week, I said, if Chick-fil-A was open on Wednesdays, or let's say if Chick-fil-A was giving free sandwiches every day from four to five, I said, would you go to Chick-fil-A any other time? She said, no. I said, if if you keep giving this area of your life for free, why would he come any other time? See what I'm saying? Why would he bother you any time when this is the only time you give it for free? See what I'm saying? So you got to determine what's important because when God becomes most important to you, then you find your importance. And then when you find your significance and your importance, you start uh, auditing clearance. Now you just can't have clearance. All right, where's your badge? Where's your credentials? See what I'm saying? So you got to take time to see if someone's fine, to see someone is legit, to see if there is it fine for them to come in your life. Holy Spirit, who are they? See, I smile and talk to people while at the same time my discernment, my Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in me is scanning. As soon as I hear him say no, I'm still smiling. And I don't say nothing. I'm just still smiling. Hey, God bless you. My actions will, my actions will correlate to what the Holy Spirit told me. I don't got to tell the person, you're bad. You're the devil. Get away. No, 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 no. They don't got to be the devil. They just may not be uh, who I need to be with. They may not have best ones my friend. See, people think that everything that's not for you is bad for you. No, it's not. It's not. It's extremely bad for you. No, they're just not good for you. They're not God for you. They're not God's choice for you. So even then, you gotta uh, 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 just smile and let your actions determine the distance. Right. Next point. 
So first one, embrace your significance and let it become your assurance. Be led into repentance and let God's truth erase all ignorance. Number three, determine importance. And before you give clearance, audit credentials. Let's keep going. Last three, make your attendance scarce and distance yourself from unnecessary things. In order, uh, oh, I, I put why, this is from my, why it's important to unplug, but you got to make your attendance scarce. You can't just be everywhere. The Bible talks about being at your neighbor's house all the time. You're going to be, they're going to be tired of you, right? You got to make your attendance scarce. You just, you just can't go everywhere because listen, <clears throat> demons are territorial. They occupy territories. They occupy locations. You know what I'm saying? I go everywhere I go. I guard my spirit. I guard myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you can't go anywhere, but you can't make your attendance always in someone's toxic environment and expect for you not to be toxic. You can go into certain environments, but a grocery store, I'm not sitting saying, I, I got to go to the holy, most holiest grocery store. No, 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 no. A grocery store is different than somebody's house from someplace somebody's living, right? I got to make my attendance scarce. To make sure that I keep the my areas, the areas that need to be closed, closed off and guard my open doors from demonic and satanic uh, devices. I got to make my attendance. I can't just be everywhere. I'm sorry, man. I just can't go to that party. Young people, when you go to college, you got to say, I just can't go there. I just can't be there. I'm sorry. Who all? Hey, you see the memes? When someone call you, ask them who all going to be there. Whose house is it? Because you know whose house it is? See, whoever owns the house controls the temperament of the house, right? Whoever controls the house determines the clearances of demonic spirits in the house. I'm not just going to go to somebody's house just to be going and you got all kinds of spirits there. No, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go any place where you are doing devil stuff and expect me not to leave with a devil. I don't got time. I don't mind if a devil want to try to follow me from Whole Foods, that's on that devil. You see what I'm saying? That devil ain't going to make it to the car though. The devil gonna go, oh, Josh is at Whole Foods. Let's try to jump on him. Nah, fam. I'm not going to eat that cheesecake, fam. <laughs> I'm just joking. But anyway, but I'm not going to go to someone's house where they give devils clearance to run there and expect me not to have a devil try to follow me to my house. And many people do that. People's houses are infested. They may have the cleanest house. They may not have a roach in sight. Not a spider in the corner. Not a mouse anywhere. But they got devils everywhere. The cleanest, the cleanest of mass, uh, the cleanest, the cleanest of mansions can be infested with devils. And just because the house is clean don't mean it's, it's swept. You see what I'm saying? Even family. There are certain people. Yeah, Jennifer, even family. You just can't go everybody's house. If mama got devils in the house, daddy got devils. You go there and get you a plate and get out of there. I don't listen. You see, you got to determine the time frame you in some of these places. Because when you start getting comfortable, you start getting open, they start playing certain music, they start doing certain things, and now your, your guards are low because you love them. Your guards are low because you, you're making excuses for them, right? I'm not sitting there saying you go in there and tell a person to do with their house, but you just say, you know what? You'll know when it's time to go. Yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, I'm only going to be here for 30 minutes. My spirit, my soul can only tolerate five minutes. Like you got to be able to say, listen, in your mind, my soul can only tolerate five minutes of this person. My soul can only tolerate 30 minutes of my family, my soul. And so you make plans accordingly. I'm only going to go to mama's house for 30 minutes because I can't, my spirit can't tolerate longer than that. Right? So, so what I'm saying is you got to make sure that you understand uh, 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 where you attend. 
Where you attend is very important because if you go to a place and you're open, you don't even know what you're entertaining. Frequency wise in music, uh, um, curses in music, people uh, uh, putting their hands on you, transferring stuff, man, get off me. Don't touch me. See what I'm saying? So make your attendance scarce and distance yourself from unnecessary. Uh, yeah, expiration date be in the minutes. My brother, my brother said, expiration, you've been listening. I, some people only, I can only be around two minutes, two negative. See what I'm saying? Two negative. They're like, as soon as you start saying negative after negative, like, ah, I'm, I'm built different, fam. I'm built different. I can't be around all that negativity. Two minutes, ah, I'm done with you, man. Because I don't got time being around your negativity and I start saying negative things. You see how that stuff works? Where Whoever you are around the most, you start sounding like the most. Whoever you are around the most, you start sounding like them the most. That's why you got to say, I got to keep my distance, fam. I love you, but I love me more, okay? okay? Listen, don't be afraid to say that. I love you. Please understand I love you, but I love me more. I'm trying to get to eternity. Shirts available on IamUnplugged.com. I am focused on eternity. I only want to be incubating in eternal environments, not earthly environments, carnal environments. So you got to make your attendance scarce and dish yourself from unnecessary things. You say, man, listen, I can't, I can't listen to that. I'm sorry. I don't care how great the song is. The song may be clean. I told the kids at my school, the argument has been wrong for years about music. The argument has been, been wrong. It's not uh, a sacred versus secular music. It's sacred versus satanic because happy birthday is a secular song. Happy birthday don't got God and Jesus in it. It's a secular song. See, a sacred song is a, is a song that glorifies God and appropriately communicates the things of God godly, right? Those are sacred songs. Secular songs can be happy birthday, uh, happy birthday to, ooh, coach, baby, you heard my note. Baby, did I hit that, did I hit that note right now? Okay, coach, coach, there's a, there's a sweet song in my spirit, right? Happy birthday is a secular song. But don't, but but it's not a satanic song unless there's something new about maybe uh, I don't know. The issue should be sacred versus satanic, and satanic can be clean. A satanic song could be a Christian song. A satanic song could be anything because the devil says if you can't beat them, join them. So the issue is not whether the song is secular. Is it satanic? Is it satanic in the uh, in the intent of the out of the song? Is there is there satanic elements in the agenda of the song? Is there satanic elements in the lyrics of a song? Is there satanic elements in the beat of a song? I told my kids, you don't think these little dance challenges, these dance challenges ain't new. That uh 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 the little the dance like that, you think that's new? You don't think they was walking around altars like that, conjuring up spirits, dancing like that? You think these dances came from just nowhere? These dances are done by by people putting on you, and you don't even know what portals you opening through these dance moves. They do when they dance like that, like they having a seizure. Look like they look like they conjuring up spirits. You see what I'm saying? These dances, there's nothing new under the sun. You don't know what the Mayans was doing. You don't know what the Babylonians was doing. You don't know what dances they was doing. And we out there letting our babies do these different dances. And we don't even know if they even opening portals to demonic spirits. We don't even know what they conjured up through these dances. See what I'm saying? So the goal is not secular versus sacred. It's sacred versus satanic. And satanic is subtle. Satanic can be subtle. Why do you think we doing all these singing, all these different songs? We went from uh, 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 horses in the back. And now little Nas X throwing it back on Satan. So we, we went from all, now all the kids and got sucked in from horses in the back. And now he's throwing his horse on the back <clears throat> on Satan. 
satanic is in is subtle. So that's why you need sensitivity in the spirit to make sure, hey, I got I got I got to distance myself from unnecessary things because I don't know where this came from. It just don't feel right. My spirit says no. And what the what 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 the issue is, we tolerate so much and we make excuses for it. And then we wonder why we don't we don't fulfill our purpose. We wonder why we don't live in abundance. We don't live in balance. We don't love. We don't live in all these different things. Number five, uh, uh, what causes um I, my, my my title right there throwing me off. Next point: accept the Holy Spirit's guidance in order to make sure that you're not opening doors, portals in your body to demonic spirits. You got to accept the Holy Spirit's guidance and let Him guide and grow your brilliance. Okay. You got to accept the Holy Spirit's guidance. Let him lead and guide you. Right now, I love the flow of the Holy Spirit. I flow with him. I go wherever he wants me to go. I'm sensitive. I don't have no plans. Well, me and the Holy Spirit, we don't make plans like do this by five o'clock. No, I just know at five o'clock I'll be where I need to be. Because I fellowship with him. I'm so close to him that if he says get up, go downstairs in my school, every time I be in my office, just minding my business. I ain't thinking about nothing. I ain't even thinking about God. I'm not, not in a negative way, but just, just thinking about lunch. <laughs> I ain't thinking about God. I'm thinking about lunch. And the Holy Spirit be like, go on downstairs. Just walk. And I get up from my desk. I just walk downstairs. And I meet a child in the hallway. I meet a kid in the hallway. And I start talking to the kid. And I start giving advice. And it's crazy how that works, right? And so we got to make sure we accept the Holy Spirit's guidance and let him guide and grow our brilliance. And what I mean by that, when you begin to... Uh, realize how brilliant you are and how creative you are, you just start distracting yourself from demonic distractions. My purpose distracts me from being distracted. So now he starts guiding me to my brilliance, start guiding me to my, my, uh, my purpose and starts growing me in it. And now that becomes a tool that the Holy Spirit uses to distract me because now I have something to lose. See, when now you got a ministry, now you got a marriage, you don't, you don't, you don't open no doors no more. Nah, nah, fam, because I ain't losing my wife. I ain't losing the calling on my life. I'm not losing that. Because when the more you begin to find your brilliance, the more you start closing doors. Because you like, man, it took me years to get here. Fam, it took me 13 years to get here. I've been in this thing for 13 years. I, I'm going, uh-uh, nah, fam. You're cute, but you're not cute enough. Kenton Jones. I don't care. That's a great offer, but it ain't great enough. It ain't God enough. I don't care. So turn your little self and go that way. No, I don't want no, no, no. I'm guard. I'm closed off to that. No, nah, because I can't lose this. That's what the Holy Spirit says. Hey, man, accept my guidance and let me guide. That's spell guide, right? I think. And let him guide and grow your brilliance, your purpose. Last but not least, uh, pause or play your romance, and assess your alliances. Now, what I mean by that now, come on now, hold on, what a, what a coach, what do you mean by pause or play your romance and assess your alliance? The biggest interest in a lot of our lives is our need for romance, our need for love. So what I mean by pause, some people got to pause that area in their life. I got to pause that area. It's not, it's not time for me to be in romance. It's not time for me to be romantic. It's not time for me to date. Because when I start dating and start getting romantically involved with an individual that's not my mate, I start dating someone that's not my mate, and I start getting involved, then I start becoming attached, and I start becoming whatever. You don't have to have, you don't have, to have sex to have a soul tie. 
Sometimes just being on the phone with a person over and over again for a long period of time gets you tied to them. Um, being anything, anything of long periods of time and intimacy uh, beyond sexual, even before sexual intimacy, can lead to a soul tie. And so some of us, we just gotta pause that area of our lives. And say, you know what? I'm not going to open myself to be romantic. I'm not going to awaken that before it's time. I'm going to keep that where it needs to be. And those who are married and to keep yourself guarded from satanic and demonic device, you got to increase the romance. You got to say, no, nah, no, nah, I'm getting them pants, girl. You my wife. I'm getting I'm, we're going to get this romance because I got to make sure that we keep this fire kindled. Now, let's go on dates. Let's go do this. Let's go. Let's keep the romance going. So I don't open no door for the devil to come in. I don't open no door for the devil to get into you. So pause your romance. It's for those who are single. Say, yo, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm not ready. I'm not wise. I'm not smart enough to be in a romantic relationship right now. No, I can't do it right now. Because if I do, I'm going to start getting tied to a person. And then their opinions start affecting my, my operations. And then their thoughts start affecting my thought patterns. And now we done got tied. And now there's a pathway through this person. And now, when you get connected with a person, you connect it to their tree. You connect it to their family. You connect it to their foundation. You connect it to them. And then when you start becoming best friends and ultimate friends and then all these different types of things, then you start opening doorways and access for demonic devices to come in and say, how can I get them to do things prematurely and get them to potentially uh, birth something in their life uh, prematurely? Now that child that they birthed out of wedlock is growing up with five years of dysfunction and that child growing up with five years of dysfunction and the parents get saved in the fifth year, but their child got traumatic stuff in them from the third year, all of a sudden now you got to go through all these unnecessary pains when you could have just waited. The time you use for waiting is never, is, is not a waste. It's better to wait than the wish you had. Because we know none of us are strong enough to be in certain environments with someone that's cute and handsome and smelling good and whatnot. You know what time it is? Them, them sundresses coming out, fellas. Shorts coming out, fellas. Leggings coming out, fellas. Chesticis is coming out, ladies. Biceps coming out, ladies. You see what I'm saying? Gray sweatpants coming out, ladies. This You got to guard yourself. Say, I'll put a pause on it. I'm not open to anyone <laughs> right now. And for those who are married, it's push play that romance. Do something special for your lady. Do something special for your husband. Do something special for your wife. Get the fire going. Don't let the devil put the fire out, looking for you, causing you to look for somewhere else to get warm. That's what he does. How can I put the fire out? The demons be like, how can I put the fire out in this marriage? How can I put the fire out in this relationship so they can go try to look to get warm somewhere else? Keep the heat in your house. And assess your alliances or allegiances or alliances. Who are your friends, man? Do they align? With what you align to, if not, they can't be your alliances. So, in order for you, let me get to my points. In order for you to close or guard open doors and to get to a place where you're balanced, that you operate in dominance, that you walk and that you're actually advancing in life, and you're finding yourself enduring hardship like a good soldier, and you're fluent in abundance, abundance is coming in your life, God is gracing you to steward even more. Number one, you got to embrace your significance in Christ and let it become your assurance. Let him become your source and your and your and your point of value. Number two, you got to be led into repentance and let God's truth erase all ignorance. You got to be because repentance is turning away. So you can turn away. The truth sets you free. God's goodness draws you to repentance. Be grateful for the goodness of God. You'll be surprised how much you repent and turn away from different things. Right. 
and allow the truth to erase all ignorance. Be a pursuer of truth. So ignorance won't have a place in your life. Number three, you got to determine what's important or determine importance. And before you give clearance, audit credentials. Number uh, four, make your, or number four, yeah, make your attendance scarce and distance yourself from unnecessary things. Number five, accept the Holy Spirit's guidance and let him guide and grow your brilliance. And last but not least, pause or play your romance and assess your alliances. I pray this message was a blessing to you. I hope y'all got something out of it. I got to go. I didn't know I was going to go this long, but I love you all. I pray um, this message was a blessing. I do have a book on spiritual warfare. I don't think I have a graphic for it, though. Maybe I do got a graphic for it. Uh, I don't have a graphic for that book. Um, but I could post this right here. It's the red book over here, World War Me, a book on spiritual warfare. That book's a great resource. It got scriptures in there to help you process any type of spiritual warfare. Another great book, my latest book, Counterfeiter Counterpart, is a great book on discernment. I talk a lot about discernment in this book. It really is going to help you be able to see what's a counterfeit versus what's a counterpart. All those resources are available on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Uh, or simply go to Amazon, type in Joshua Ezzy. If you're looking for coach, like coach, I need help in these areas. I just got off before I did this video, before I worked on this video, I just got off my weekly Zoom call with my Patreon community. So if you're looking to get some level of coaching or more access to me for me to help you with specific problems, make sure you go to uh, patreon.com now. Type in Joshua Ezzy. Partner with me on there. Uh, there's an $8 mark, uh, uh, 25, 35, 50, 125 based in each level gives you different um, access points for me. But everybody gets access to me. I, had a, I was on a Zoom call for an hour and 30 or so minutes talking to uh, five people, helping them coach them. And, and also other people that I life coach as well. This would be the way that you can connect with me and get some form of coaching at the price point that benefits you, right? And so check out Patreon, link in the description box below. Card, games, all that good stuff is available on the website, imunplugged.com. You welcome, young, you new. Reaching high. Thank you, coach. God bless. God bless you too. Estella A, thanks, coach. You're so welcome. Nazuri Smith, God bless you, my brother. Uh, oh, oh, you said God bless me. You called me brother, but my sister, God bless you too. I pray this message with a blessing. Share this with somebody because I believe the truth will set them free. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.